Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm Brad Humphrey, your host, and we are brought to you today by 4constructionpros.com, and we're also sponsored by Caterpillar. Today we have a, a full uh, studio, and we have some great guys here from Caterpillar to help us talk about a very, very interesting topic that applies to everybody, not just the construction industry. So there may be some good uh, reasons why other industries might want to listen to this one, but Today, let me introduce our, our panelist that's going to be with me today. Lonnie Fritz is a heavy and highway construction specialist for Caterpillar. Scott Hageman is the grade technology specialist from Caterpillar. And also joining us today is Sam Meeker, who is over dozers and track loaders marketing. Guys, it's great to have you back in the studio. How are we all doing today? Doing fine, Brad. Thank you. Yeah, plugging away, having a good one. Well, as a contractor, most of we, you know, we, the, the four of us have talked before, and I know Lonnie was in construction. I was a contractor for several years, but the last 30 plus years, I've been involved with a lot of training. So this topic is certainly dear to my heart, and we want to kind of picture it around keys to a more successful virtual training. Lonnie, I'm going to start with you. Hey, we didn't use the word virtual training 20 years ago, but we're sure <laughs> using it today. I mean, can you even give me a little bit of an idea of how contractors may be using more and more virtual training and why it's important, especially today? Yeah, yeah. So it definitely is a newer trend, especially here as we sit in 2021. It, it for good reasons, many reasons, is one, virtual training, especially recorded training that's not live, can be on their own terms of time. We know the industry, contractors, our customers are very, very busy individuals, and this really allows them to bring in their workforce and train them, again, in a virtual setting, in the comfort of their own office or conference room, or even if they assign it out to them at their leisure, to really take those training courses when it's convenient for them, the content that's relevant, they can see a description on the content content versus maybe a description in, in a live training that uh, may or may not be best suited and aligned with their needs. So there's many ways to to create the content and to uh, really plan for it. And some of the things that you know come to my mind with uh, keeping it successful, and especially as it's still kind of a rotation into a new opportunity for many in the industry, is uh, implementing those icebreakers, making that training very interactive. You know, I know some of the yeah. training we do at Caterpillars, they throw up some trivia in there, you know, some industry yeah. data points and technology and you guys know, even think of you know, what's the average wrap percentage in in binder and i mean that <laughs> right. as reclaimed yeah. asphalt pavement you know right, right, and, right, right. and it, it, creating those impactful slides to use those memes and videos and images and, and ensuring also that that content is very relevant we're not there to waste anybody's time if you know i'm the presenter or whoever is providing that virtual training yeah. and, and make sure it's uh you're using that reliable robust technology you know technology as they say it's wonderful when it works Right. And make sure you using that That's technology right. that really to yeah. deliver that engaging virtual meeting because you know it, we're talking industry here. Yeah. Sand and gravel, Corey and I yeah. get construction on the feet, on the go, fast paced. It's a little tough, you know, to yeah. kind of enclose somebody and then have them looking at a screen and, and really keeping their attention and keep it engaging yeah. for them. So they really have those great takeaways and really broaden their knowledge of whatever the topic is that's being presented. Alani, you mentioned make it relevant, right? And, and keep it relevant. Mm -hmm. that's, sure. A lot of times when you, you think about on-demand training, it's, um, and Hag can, he can uh, definitely relate to this, but you're sitting there, you're looking at that grade control screen, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I know that there's a way 
to create a design on this thing you know and you start clicking some buttons yeah. and then and then if you're if you're a if you're a millennial the first thing you do is you whip your phone out and you go to youtube yeah that's right, <laughs> that's right. another training so, platform that's yeah, exactly yeah. well and to be fair the reason they do that is because we we're trying to get better at it as well too is putting yeah. content out there that is right. on demand. You know, how do yeah. I create a design in this? How do I turn on autos? How do I use the offset feature and, and all that stuff? But it, it's, you know, kind of behooves us to make that content that is that nice, quick, you know, point of use type training that, that folks can use. And that's, you know, that's something we've kind of focused on over the last couple of years here is trying to make as much of that short and sweet content that we can throw out there, that point of use type training that operators and contractors can use right from the, the seat of their dozer, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that the three of you guys, I mean, like me, we all speak throughout the course of the year. And that's whole, that, that whole industry has changed. I know this year for uh, World of Concrete, you know, there may be some live, but we're also looking at doing a, a series of some virtual training. I've already recorded probably 15, anywhere from 30 minute to two hour long sections for different associations around the country because they're just not bringing things, bringing people together live, which we all understand why we get that. Let me come back to, uh, to Scott for just a moment. Scott, I want to get your bit on this because I know you do training. And where do you see, how do you see the virtual train, maybe some of the pros and maybe some of the cons to it? Well, the virtual training is definitely something that's acquired taste. We've got some people that feel the technology scary, let alone getting on their, their iPad or their phone or their laptop and dialing in. It's a technology. So there's, there's issues sometimes just on the, the Wi-Fi, let alone the training aspect of it. But what I do like is, like Sam was referring to, the bit-sized chunks that we can put out there. And yeah. just little bits here and little bits there and not overwhelming the operator. Because a lot of this training doesn't happen when the operator is sitting in the seat. So he can't push these buttons. But right. if he remembers that three days ago on a rain day or in the middle of winter when we weren't working and the company brought us in for training, we saw this and they pop up their phone and they get that little tidbit of getting them to the next step that's the valuable part of it there. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Well, let me set you three guys up with a little bit. Let me tee up a little bit. What I'd like to, for us to do is maybe share some, and in fact, they're probably best practices, but maybe some tips. And if I can, I'd like to kick that off. One of the things that, that I've learned recently, and obviously, as long as I've been in training, the capacity to focus on even a live speaker that you're in person with, you know, you get past about 45, 50 minutes. I think psychologists tell us you better take a break. And I found that's even shorter when you're watching a screen. And one of the things that I have done in some recent leadership development is to literally do a workshop that maybe is 50 minutes to hour long, break it into four quarters, break it into 10 to 15 minute sections, not unlike our podcast, to be honest with you guys. And then here's the beautiful part of this, because we can go online and there are many platforms to choose from. It's a great way to give training to guys and gals in the field. We can't bring 50 people out of the field and, and, and spend a day or two with them. It's just too costly for many contractors. But to be able to provide that even on their smartphone, for crying out loud, gives us a lot more access. What are some other tips and, and best lessons you guys might share? Alani, kick us off. What might be some additional ways that our contractors who are not professional trainers, I mean, that's not why they started their business was to train, but they know like we do, that with today's employees and new employees, especially who may not be familiar with construction, we got to do a lot more training than ever before. 
Yeah, exactly, Brad. And again, more products, more technology come to the market with more ease of use features. There's a lot of opportunities for us manufacturers to educate and train the industries we serve. So with that, and as the guys mentioned, giving those small nuggets of information, if you went out there right now to YouTube and you are interested in payload on a next generation excavator, there is a nice short little minute and a half video out there to walk you through payload. That's great. Or to walk you through e-fence, to walk you through 3D grade control. So with all these different new newer virtual ways of messaging training. What is the feature? How do I set it up? How do I use it? And even some of those industry wins of what does it mean to the actual contractor, the owner? What I encourage industry to do is make your own training curriculum. And there's Thank a you. lot of customers out yeah. there doing a great job of it today. Yep. Go yep. out there and extract all that, as you mentioned earlier, Brad, the plethora of content extract yes. out what you need if it's next generation excavator get those five six seven links to those short videos yeah. and provide that in a training packet out to the relevant employees that are going to be operating excavators and, and this also goes to service training you know we're talking about operation there's a a large volume of information out there on service training as well. We offer it instructor-led, we offer it virtually. So when it comes down to the contractor level and training their individuals, please know there's libraries of material out there yeah, that really you is. can go yeah. out there, you can pick and choose what best suits your needs and then roll it out to your employees. Again, to your liking on your schedule, as needed. You know, Scott mentioned you're in a snow state, so it's winter, you know, yeah. a, a period of time I always yeah. look forward to when I was in yeah. industry being in a snow state. Uh, it's a rain day. Yeah. Say, okay, guys, one, it could give them opportunity to make a little more money if they're hourly and, and turn yeah. a training session to it. have those items on the shelf and pull them out when you need them. Let me cut in on you real quick. And Sam, I'll let you take it from there. One of the things that you just said really tripped my cord because I get, you know, as you guys know, I've spoke for years, you know, at some of the big trade shows. But one of the things I do hear a lot about or a lot from contracts, I don't have time to train. I don't have time to train. You know what I've always told them? Here's the best lesson. Hey, would you go back, contact your local weather bureau and ask them how many days last year, even the last two years that you had rainfall? <laughs> throughout the course of the year. Now you can't predict the actual day, but I guarantee you, they can tell you, you know, normally we have about eight days of rain in the month of May, or we have 10 days of rain spread out between late October, early November. I have always told contractors, it's not that you don't want to do training, you're not prepared to do it. And so this is why I think it's very important for us to encourage contractors, hey, Hey, folks, get a plan. Number one, what do you want your workers to learn? Is there technical training? What form of technical training? Equipment training, tool training, process training? At least start with a plan, and then you can start substituting either your own videos or some of those that we've already mentioned today that might be online somewhere. Sam, pick it up for us from there. But you're, you're absolutely right in terms of having that plan and, and being ready to go. <clears throat> because even, even to the point of the on-demand training, right? I mentioned trying to find something uh, quickly on YouTube in the machine. You don't want your employees having to go through and look through 15 different videos to find the one that that's hits right. the feature they're looking for, right? right? So you want to make sure that's concise. But let me throw out a, something a little bit different that we've been doing recently is is to try to maybe schedule a little bit of time with a company or uh, a contract, half an hour or whatever. And we've even done some of these where we're on the machine or out in the arena and recording this you know, live 
with customers on the other end and they're asking questions and we can kind of go through things or, you know, hey, where is that where is that sensor on that machine? We can literally go up there and point to it and, and talk about it and how it works. That's worked out really good for, for us to be able to provide some value to contractors out there is, is kind of doing that live, that live training if they're able to do it. Now, if they're not, at the same time, we've been recording a lot of it too. I mean, yeah. You go out on YouTube and, and, and there's sessions recorded out there that we've done specific machine sessions with contractors and dealers. And you can go out there and just find them half an hour long session. Great thing to watch and learn about a new machine. Yeah, that's great advice. I, I just love that. And there's so many options out there. And that's why I think this podcast is especially important for contractors, especially who don't. I mean, again, they didn't start the business to be training. But suddenly now we realize we've got to do it, not only on equipment, but on tools, process. And we have people that don't know the difference between asphalt and concrete. I'll never forget interviewing a kid, young guy, years and years ago when I was a contractor and said, you don't even know what asphalt is. And he said, yeah, it's the gray stuff, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, it gets hard and cracks. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, we can have some fun with that, but that's kind of the seriousness of what we're doing. Scott, bring us home on this topic from your perspective. So the virtual, that, that implies that somebody's not there. So let's put the spin of virtual where the machine's not there. So we make emulators so you can actually put those on your smartphone or your tablet. And you can go in and you can see that display that's in your next-gen excavator. And you can press the buttons and walk through some of those processes that you would eventually like your operator to do when he's in the machine. But once again, back to the rain day, snow day type thing. And then the third one would, or the second one would be, if you are in that machine and there is some display in front of you and you don't know what this button does in the past we've had this question mark button you know you press the button and it's been referred to as a wtf what's the function button and you press that button and it pops up and gives you a little description mm-hmm. of what the feature is by pressing that button so it mm-hmm. educates you very fast right there in front of you why it's on your mind. This is good stuff. I, I mean, we could go on and on. I know we're, we're going to hopefully be looking at some other additional topics related to this. But, hey, guys, thank you so much. We're running out of time. We just keep wanting to go. But, uh, number one, if you've been listening to this podcast, boy, I hope you've taken some notes. If you haven't, listen to it again. <laughs> it's okay. This has been brought to you by uh, com. Again, sponsored by Caterpillar. We're out there looking for your best interest. Please check us out on either the website for, for constructionpros.com or even just another uh, site that you may be one of your favorite sites to, to listen to podcasts. There's a lot of ways to get a hold of us out here. Take the ideas, and we just began to share some of some of the ideas about training, virtual training especially, because that's where we're that's kind of where we're at in the country right now for a lot of reasons that some of us, you know, we all know about. But what the point is we can't we cannot stem we can't stop the training process. I love the old line I heard from the contractor, when it's raining, I'm training. And I think that's a great way to close out. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hey, let's have a great construction year. Want more tips from Caterpillar experts? Go to cat.com and select the construction industries page. In fact, look for experts, tips, tech, and tools to find out more information.